0: Speaking of tone deaf, <laughs> uh, Mayor Stoney, I spent a lot of time yesterday and you heard in Gary's newscast yesterday a lot of uh, audio from Lavar Stoney, the mayor, the failed mayor of Richmond, who continues to double and triple down on bad policies uh, with with the murders that are happening in Richmond, the the spike in violence, all the troubles that Richmond City is facing. Lavar Stoney focuses on everything that's wrong, you know, like not dealing with the most pressing issues in the city. Meanwhile, Chesterfield and Henrico are kicking his butt up and down the street. I mean, when you talk about economic development and the development of a new Coliseum and everything, forget it. Richmond is dead in the water you got to go to the counties to actually see who's holding it together for Central Virginia. Hayden Fisher is the chair of the Republican Party in the city of Richmond, kind of an unenviable position. What did you think of the mayor's uh, budget presentation the other day? Good morning. I
1: think tone deaf is the right word, John. I mean, he's talking about changing street names and raising the cost of utility bills, an average of eight dollars per resident in the middle of an inflationary crisis. If it murders all over the place, he's talking about his air traffic control for our officers on the ground, his new crime center, um, which is the antithesis of community policing, which is what we know works. Right. He destroyed community policing. Now he wants to centralize it as some kind of air traffic control center, as he describes it. We know what that is centralized control. They'll be telling officers what to do and not to do and not letting them do their jobs, even further frustrating their ability to do their jobs. Is this tone deaf is the right word? And, and we have the audit. We have. I talked about one of the times I was on about a month ago or so, I guess, about the city water bills being so high. Now we have an audit report that comes out that shows that um, 130,000 bills have been estimated improperly. They have no oversight. Um, they are down employees. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And then we have obviously these state of McMurders in the McDonald's parking lot or drive-thrus and all, and all over Southside. I think it's three this week already and and he's talking about changing street names.
0: I it was it was quite shocking and I I honestly don't think that audit story has gotten enough attention. This is significant money especially when you're talking about people in the city who you know, there's some rich people in the city. There's no doubt about that. Go to Windsor Farms. You can see some amazing houses with people who aren't hurting these days. But there are a lot of people in the city of Richmond, and supposedly these are the people that the Democrats and Lavar Stoney care about who are getting crushed with water bills that are inaccurate, apparently.
1: I heard of what a water bill somebody received for $14,000.
0: Come on. That's not
1: possible, $14,000. Obviously, that was an error, but what is causing these errors? And then we learned that... I think 9% of their meters are out of date. 9% of meter transmitters are older than their expected lifespan of 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, DPU, Department of Public Utilities, has a vacancy rate of 26%. Many of the meters are, really aren't responding to the in-person this is from This is from a local news story, um, not from the Republican Party. Of, of, uh, well, Brooklyn, and that's so.
0: important. I, I Listen, I don't expect – I think people should go and seek out this story. I saw it on Channel 6. Where they interviewed a guy who said that his bill was as low as thirty dollars most of the time, and then suddenly it jumped up to four hundred dollars, and he, you know, almost had a heart attack. Well, no kidding, I, I would too. That's that's not the kind of thing that you can, you that the average person can just absorb and say, well, I'll, you know, write it off this month, and God forbid it happens the second, third, and fourth month. But has LeBar Stoney addressed this? Are we hearing him talk about these problems at all? He hasn't
1: said a word about it. Uh, Kristen, Councilwoman Kristen Nye, who was apparently on the audit committee, described this as a positive thing that they're giving feedback. I mean, it would be positive if they addressed the problem, not that they discovered it after all these residents got these bills. And again, we've been hearing about this anecdotally for the last year about how mm-hmm. these bills are all over the place. But so why did it take an audit for them to start addressing it? And it gets us more, and Sony hasn't said a word about it. He talked about his marriage in South Carolina. This past weekend, we didn't mention all the residents getting shafted by his administration.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, good for him getting married. That's that's great, but but there's some real problems here. And I was also taken aback. You know, if you listened to the show yesterday, I had a lot to say about this. That that it's always the default position with Lavar Stoney and with most Democrats is to go to the symbolic, divisive social justice movement. And it was very disturbing to me that on the same day we're hearing about murder after murder after murder, uh, multiple shootings in the city of Richmond, this guy gets up and starts lecturing everybody about how he's going to have a commission and spend two hundred thousand dollars. Which, I'm sorry, in my world, that's still a lot of money when you get down to local government. Two hundred grand is should we should all respect that that's a lot of money. Uh, to tear down street signs because they don't like the names or the affiliation of the street signs and come up with new street signs. I mean, if you've got the problems Richmond does, and that's the focus of the mayor, that's one of the premier elements of what the mayor's talking about, while the rest of the city is going truly to hell. I mean, I would hate to be a poor person in a public housing project in Richmond for a variety of reasons, but one of them is that you're not safe right now you cannot raise a child and feel like you're safe and this is what the guy is focusing on is is anybody mad about it
1: well john at least in one case he's he's finally achieved equity all the people that have died from his stupid policies are dead regardless of their race gender whatever sexual orientation they're all dead because of his dumb policies at least he's got equity in one category
0: it's it is it's just a sick sick equal outcomes is a 6-6 six, six situation and it's puzzling to me that more responsible people in Richmond uh who aren't necessarily trying to pay, play politics maybe you're never going to vote for a republican okay i mean i i think that's foolish but that's okay you're not going to vote for a republican do you really want to be on board with this guy and what he's doing what would you point to to say is positive do you you know and you're an attorney you interact with a lot of people around town and they know you're the chairman of the Republican Party in the city. Do they ever come to you and say, "Oh man, we, you know, we wish we could make a change here, but here's why we can't. Is it a racial thing? Is it that he's connected to Terry McAuliffe, so they're scared to call for his resignation or try to force him out of office?" What I'm just wondering what's actually going to motivate the civic leaders, business leaders, and the others in Richmond to kind of insert themselves into this disaster and try to stop it from getting worse.
1: Well the problem is there's no way to really remove him. I mean he'd have to resign and he's never gonna resign. So yeah people do come up to me and talk about how can we get rid of him or more importantly how can we get how can we prevent someone like him from getting elected in twenty twenty four. But mm-hmm. it's a really frustrating process because no one has any answers, any solutions. Um, most of the business people are fleeing this city, frankly. A lot of them, a lot of, not a lot a lot of them are yeah. Um, or their, you know, kind of mitigate their liability or their risk in the city, and it's just a very frustrating situation. Yeah. And a lot of people have invested time, money, sweat, tears, and trying to bring the city, and did a good job for a number of years trying to bring the city. Right, back. I would
0: agree with you there. There was there was a period where mm. Richmond looked like it was back on track in many ways, not perfect, but back on track. And I think that's all been derailed in the last. Five or six years, unfortunately. Brainwashed. Yeah, Hayden Fisher, the chairman of the Republican Party in Richmond. You got a uh, an unenviable job. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> but I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. I mean, I'll tell you, you're right. He's not going to resign, but you can you can put you can make it an uncomfortable situation instead of just acting like everything's normal. This is not normal. And if this is normal, really, if you look around Richmond and you think this is okay and you think this is normal, then just kiss it goodbye because this ain't okay. <laughs> you know, you don't have to agree with me politically, but you should be able to objectively look at the data and say we got a problem and we got to figure out a way rapidly to fix it.